Previously on Woman to Woman. The important thing is just making sure that you are as close to what, to God's word as you can possibly be, which means that that no, I don't care who you are, how long you've been in the ministry, you can always get closer to God's word. So I don't want you to look at us and feel like we're there. We reached the the, the point of. Uh, perfection. No, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying this, this never give up, keep striving for better. Like the insurance commercial, we have a problem with ants. My husband's mom is no longer with us. It has been several years since her death, and her sisters, his aunts, are a lot to handle. They call him constantly and often give advice about what we should and shouldn't be doing. I know he misses his mom, and he loves the attention from his aunts, but I think it's too much. I tried to tell him that it bothers me and that they are taken away from our time in the evening, but he says they mean well and he enjoys talking to them. Is the problem me? Do I need to find a way to get over this? Uh, I'm not going to say the problem is you, but I'm, I, I am going to say that you need to locate why you're so upset about it. Uh, whether or not are you jealous of his time um, that he spends with them, uh, you need to first locate that. Because the first time you deal with that is not when he accuses you of it, okay? So you need to locate what's causing you the problem. And then you need to get before God and, and ask God the best way to handle it, if it needs to be handled at all at that point. Um, there could be some things that his aunts are saying to him that you're not doing. So, um, you know, God will show you that. And where you can have a conversation even with him without being um, defensive about or offensive about his relationship um, with his aunts, depending on what side of that you're on. Uh, and I'm pretty sure in any conversation, it's probably both sides. Um, but I think you under, you need to understand from from your you need to understand from your viewpoint exactly where you're coming. From because if you don't understand where you're coming from, you're not going to be able to really explain it to him. So you're not really going to get anywhere uh, where that is concerned. Um, so um, yes, I would tell you, I'm not going to say it's, it's all you, but I will tell you that you, that you need to know how to, um, to, to get clarification from God on what you need to do about the relationship. Ralph, you had anything you want to add to that? I'm in agreement with you. We're thinking alike. I was going to say some of the same things. But um, the other thing is, if he needs to communicate to his aunts, if he knows you're having a problem with that relationship, mm -hmm. is just to, um, you know, soften up on it and talk to them at other times where... Um, you feel that you're getting the attention you need 
from him. Mm -hmm. But just like Pastor Deborah said, you have to locate yourself and take inventory. And why do you have the problem with that? And But communicate with him. And I'm sure mm -hmm. um, that he will realize that this is bothering you. So what can I do to alleviate that yeah. feeling you have about me and the relationship I'm having with my aunties? Right. You know, the other thing you want, might want to do is to work towards um, uh, doing a Zoom call with uh, his aunties and um, do, do all of you talking to and um, visiting at once and whatever and get it. Because uh, a lot of reasons, and I'm not saying it's your reason, but a lot of times people feel like they're left out. Yeah. And um, so if you get involved in it, you know, that's how, this is how uh, fathers feel when you have a baby. They feel like you just threw them to the side and that's not what you did, but that's how they feel. And the best way to get them involved uh, uh, involved in the feeling that like they're part of them Part of the um, the whole experience is giving them assignments, giving them things that they can do for the baby, and um, you know, it's, and I'm making them feel like they're as important as the baby are uh, is because some, that's what happens. And sometimes in a um, a marriage, uh, a new child, a new baby will um, cause a, um, some kind of split or some kind of uh, feelings of not being needed. And it can be, anything can be corrected. Anything can be fixed. And there's a way to fix this. And um, the Zoom calling and making it, having it uh, include you um, will uh, make it a lot easier. And getting to know his aunts will make it a lot easier because, you know, he's lost his mother. He's not going to just not talk to his aunties. That's not going to happen. So you get involved into it and you become a part of it and make it a part, an important part of your evening. And, you know, maybe they will decide that that's all they need, you know. So uh, his aunts are concerned about him because their sister's gone. And uh, he wants to spend time with them because they remind him of his mom. Um, so, you know, just get involved in it. But don't let it don't let it cause a split or in, uh, anything in your relationship with your husband. Uh, it's not worth it. Uh, so, you know, at least he's not talking to another woman. He's talking to his mom's sisters. So you have to remember that and uh, just, you know, he is in your house with you. That's where he wants to be. So don't cause any feathers to be ruffled. Okay? Good wisdom. That's good mm -hmm. wisdom. I like that correlation that you use, Pastor Deborah, with the the babies and the fathers. And mm -hmm. you have to people have to feel important. Yeah. And they had a lot of importance before that baby came along. Yeah. <laughs> They want to feel that you still love them the same way. And you know, the other thing is, those aunts, like you were mentioning, that mother, we don't know the relationship that mother had with her son. And they just want to 
make sure he feels he's special with them still. Yeah. Like if their mother was still around. Yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. They help in keeping his mother alive in him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. You know, sometimes when we come up against issues, we cannot just think about how we feel. Right. You know, um, so we, we, you know, we need to keep an open mind and, um, because I'm sure you want to know, you want to make sure that you want to keep him as happy as you possibly can. And that might be something that he needs in that happiness. So, um, and you know, you have to let's just make a joke out of stuff. You know, I, ants will be ants. They're going to, um, they're going to give you their opinion and tell you what they think and all that. But that don't mean that you don't have to live by it. <laughs> that's, just, that's just who they are. So um, just don't get, don't let it get, don't let it get you derailed. Yes. Because he's still in the, in the house with you. And that's what counts. Amen. This has been a very, this is a very important question. And uh, for this, this question, we're talking about aunts, but you can put anybody in there. And you can make people an issue or make it an issue by making, by blowing it up. So you have to learn how not to blow stuff, stuff up. And remember, I was just talking about how picking your fights, you know, you have to pick your fights because some of them are not worth it. You know, um, it's just, it's just not worth it. He's, especially if, if, you know, they're not changing his mind about anything about you, which they're probably not. They're just trying to make him uh, miss his mom a little less by staying in his life. So I think we're ready to go to the next question. I'm looking for a teen social support group for my daughter. Any suggestions? First, you need to make sure that she's in church. Um, you need to uh, make sure that she's going to a, a church that has uh, services, even they may not be weekly, but they uh, have things for the youth um, and for the children. And um, you just have to make sure, first of all, that you're that support for her. And then, because anything, anything that a group does, a church or a youth group or a children's group should be reinforcement of what you're doing. So I guess we can, we should go back to that question before and make sure that you're in the right church. You're in a church that's teaching you. They're teaching you the word of God so that you can teach your children the word of God. And then um, that you in the church that God has led you to and told and, and um, put you in. A lot of times now in these days we're picking, you know, we're in video, we're doing video church. Um, uh, we're picking where we go because it's close or it's comfortable to sit in or we get to eat while we're in church or whatever. And all that, none of that stuff is important. If you're not learning what God says about life, then you're not in a place where God wants you to be. Because he needs, he, he needs you to learn. He need, you need to be taught how to operate in the way that God has called you to operate, in the way that God wants you to operate, and how he wants you to live as a Christian 
And if you're not taught that, then you're missing out on something. So you need to, first of all, make sure that you are where God told you to be and that you have your children where you're told to be. Um, when, now, when you get into a church that, that are meeting those qualifications or meeting those things, then you're going to find out either she's going or, or your child is going to find a group of, of youth that she can hang out with. But this is one of the, one of the things that, that we miss so much is that we think that the group has to be perfect. The team, the youth group has to be perfect or children's church group has to be perfect. You know, you don't need to be close friends with everybody in there. You know, you don't even have time to be close friends with that many people because your responsibility where a friend is concerned is you have to pray for that person. So when you look at that, your responsibility to pray for each person that's in that close friendship with you, how much time do you really have to have? How much time do you have to allow more people in there. Most of us don't have time for more than five people, if that, that, that you have a close uh, friendship with and that support. Everybody's not going to be a support. The group don't have to be a support. You need, you need at least, we talked about on one of the uh, last, um, uh, last recordings, you need at least four crazy friends. And the way I say crazy is not that. It's, it's four friends that would do anything for you. And like in the Bible, the Bible, the Bible talks where, about how this group of friends bought their, uh, their friend to be um, prayed for, to be healed. And they couldn't get in the house. So if you imagine how they climbed on the roof and they took the roof apart and let his bed down so he can get to Jesus and get hands laid on him. That's what I call crazy friends. Out of control where it comes to their friendship and making sure their friend has what's needed. That's support. Uh, now, we're not talking about how much trouble they got in for tearing that house up or whatever, but we're talking about the attitude they had about, this is what our friend needs, so we're gonna get them to what they need. And all of us need somebody in our lives like that. So sometimes we're just looking for friends, but you have to make sure your friend is not just thinking about themselves. Because all of us have had at one point or the other, or on the other, had selfish friends in our lives who it was all about them. Well, you don't need people that it's all about them. You need people that include you in that and include others in that, that I'm concerned, not only am I concerned about what happens in my life, I'm concerned about what happens in your life. What can I do to make your life better? And uh, so you have to look for that in, in, in friendship. Uh, and then what can I do to make, as, a, as their friend, what can I do to make their life better? So we're, you know, this is not a one-sided thing that, you know, I want to surround myself with people that's gonna help me, but I don't wanna help them. That's no, that's no, nobody wants to be in a relationship like that. If they say they did, they lying to you. Uh, nobody wants to be in relationships like that. Um, but so if we look at our kids, that's all their relationships are about. You know, I like what you're doing. And so that's, you know, because I like, I agree with, with um, you know, one thing that you're doing, I like being in your company. And so let's be friends. That's not a friend. That's an acquaintance. You don't know well, 
know, know them well enough to call them a friend. So, and that's going back to the uh, levels of friendship or stages of a friendship. Um, but you need to uh, make sure that you do what's necessary to make sure that you're what, who you need to be in order uh, for others. And uh, that way you can attract people that are going to make sure that they can be who they need to be in order to help you. Um, Ralph. I'm in total agreement. And, you know, um, that selfless attitude it's something we have to be ourselves and then mm -hmm. look for that in others. As you said, um, Pastor Deborah, um, this whole life is about someone else, mm -hmm. someone we can help. And teenage, being a teenager and, and a teen, and I, I work in a school system with seventh graders and I, I get to see what these young ladies and young men go through. And, um, you know, they have different support systems for them in the school. They have a psychologist and social worker, and they do have a lot of resources, but you always still have to maintain that or check into that these sources and resources um, are going to be what you would have your child to know and be a part of. And it is, it's really important, um, Pastor Deborah, you mentioned that we look for the church to do everything mm -hmm. and uh, ministries of the church, but it comes from the home first. Yes. And we have to be praying for our children, finding scripture that relates to the particular area that they're struggling with mm -hmm. and pray and believe God praying that word over them on a daily basis mm -hmm. and then turning it over to the Lord. Yes. I know in my own experiences in raising children, um, there were times that I, you know, when we keep ourselves in the situation, it seems like it gets worse. Mm -hmm. And the minute I turned it over, I said, okay, Lord, you said cast your care upon me or I careth for you. And the minute I did that, and I said, okay, Lord, and the only way I can explain that is when you really get fed up with something. Mm -hmm. And you know, you say, I don't care anymore. Well, you have to take that attitude. I don't care anymore, even though you do. And as a mother, you know, it's harder for us um, to release our children to the Lord. We still want to have our hands in it, our feet in it, our, our mouth on it. And we totally have to turn it over to him. Yes. And I noticed when I said, okay, Lord, I'm fed up. You know, it seems like I'm making it worse. And Lord, you, they belong to you. They're your children. You've given them to me to steward. I'm a steward over your child. And when I released them, I said, okay, I'm going to keep my mouth off of it. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to do anything else. God worked on their behalf. Yes. And it was like, um, I, I would say immediately because it seemed immediate, but there was a change. Yeah. But I had to do what he said to do. And, um, 
I would encourage that mother, you know, as you said, not all these support groups are the best. Sometimes going to going to psychologists, going to these um, and being a part of groups, unless it's of God and they're speaking God's word, they can do more damage. And so we have to take responsibility. You know, we all live busy lives, but what is priority and what is important in our lives? Take that responsibility and make that a priority. And that is prayer. Yes. Because prayer doesn't change God, but it changes circumstances and situations. Yes, it does. It's the only thing that will change it. Yes. And just when you when you when you think about it, how long has God been waiting on you to release something to him? <laughs> so he could take care of it. You know, so it's just you know, it's not it's not, you know, basically that you don't care once you release it to God. It's that you trust him. Trust it. You trust him to take care of it. And uh, because he's taking care of it, you don't have to have any care about it. Um, So it's, you know, it's, uh, and he's, he comes through every time. And, uh, you know, a lot of times for parents, we want to have, we want to take the credit for stuff, but we can't do it in our own. We all, we need God in every area of our lives and includes our kids. And so our responsibility is that we make sure that they are in a place, the right place, where they can receive the support they need. But that support comes from you first. And any support that they get besides that has to be a support that um, a support that agrees with you and not fight with what you've already put into that child. And that's, I think, that's when the problems with our kids are dealing with. We have to be very active, very interested in what's going on in our child's life, not just when they're at home, but when they're at school, when they're playing, whatever the case may be, we have to know what's going on because you don't want them around people that are going to fight what you put in them and, or that's going to tear down what you put in them. You want them to uh, around people that's going to reinforce what you put in them which means you're going to make sure, have to make sure that you put the right thing in them so there is something to reinforce. And that's what the church is for. And that's what youth groups are for. That's what the children's church is for. That's what any other relationships that you surround them for, uh, with is for is to reinforce what, you, what they are being taught by their parents. So, uh, and it, it makes a big, a big difference. And if it doesn't confuse the children and... Um, you know, when you say one thing and then they go somewhere else where you okay them to go and they say something else, that that produces confusion. So you want to make sure that you you don't um, you don't make them available to people that are going to go against what you what you've already put into your kids. And that's the biggest support you can have. Actually, is making sure that those around them support and reinforce what their parents had said and uh, what they've learned from the word of God. Ralph, you know, our time has come to an end. Oh, no. No. I know. It passes so quickly. Yeah. (laughs) It passes so quickly. We want to thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your wisdom. Um, 
I want you to know personally that I love you uh, as, as a friend. I love you as a word of God, and I love you as being the mother of my, grand, my godson. So, um, well, I should say our godson. <laughs> Um, you, know, you remember you named them. We had yes. the two names, mm -hmm. Jonathan and Raphael. Yep. And I was going to name him Raphael. And you said, oh, it should be Jonathan. <laughs> well, that's who he was. Jonathan Raphael. That's going to be either Raphael, Jonathan, or Jonathan Raphael. <laughs> but we put that Jonathan first. And, um, um, you know, he lives up to that name because he's a good friend. Yes, his friends, and you know that's what that that name means, and it's 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 real. You know, he has lived up to that, and he's mm -hmm. doing well. He's in Aschenleben, Germany, mm -hmm. and um, so he's around a whole different culture there. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. He's yeah. a well 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 rounded. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been a pleasure being on with you pastor deborah we may not talk all the time mm -hmm. but like you said when you have that type of friendship and love right for one another it doesn't matter you know when you need that person that person is going to be there for you yeah and that's what we know from each yes. other yeah yes we do so um even though i don't call you or whatever when you've had some challenges and whatever and stuff that prayer there's no step, no no distance in the on the spirit on the prayer, and um, you know we always pray for you and make sure that uh, you're covered uh, with our prayers, and uh, just know that we love you and thank you so much. I enjoyed this time, and uh, also want to thank the our audience for being with us today, and we hope you do, that you got as much out of out of this as we did. We love you. God loves you. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Is there room for improvement at your house? Have the fires of marital bliss turned to smoldering embers in your marriage? Do you wonder how you and your spouse will ever see eye to eye and live together in harmony? Our financial pressures and conflicts about child raising have you at each other's throats? You don't have to have severe problems to realize there's room for improvement in your home and family life. Order your copy of Home Improvement today. In this book, Keith A. Butler and his wife, Deborah L. Butler, offer candid solutions from God's Word for marriages in crisis, as well as marriages caught in the doldrums of old routines and the cares of everyday life. Whether you have a family crisis or just want to enhance your family's relationships, you can improve the quality of your home life from the teaching contained in this book. Order Home Improvement by Bishop and Pastor Deborah Butler today. Available now at eStore.keithbutler.org.